and hours. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. Welcome to On the Wake Up Radio. This is Truth, Freedom, and Sophia with your host, Sophia. And shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for putting this all together. All of our shows are live on onthewakeupradio.com. Also catch replays on SoundCloud, Google and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at On the Wake Up Radio. Also support us at PayPal slash On the Wake Up Radio at gmail.com. Check out our new streaming site, otwtube.com, where you can create your own profile, upload your own content, your own videos, or videos of just people whose content you do like and want to share. It's an uncensored platform where I just absolutely love. You can find any topic, and it's uncensored. Enough of giving our lifeblood, our energy to Facebook and YouTube and all of these things that we still use because, you know, we're also afraid to lose that access that it gives us but at the end of the day we bring the access we bring the information we bring the energy we bring the power and we need to start fig figure out where we want to start choosing to put our power instead of giving it to dead ends and people we know use it against us we don't know what these platforms are doing they could be compiling information to use against you at a later date especially nowadays who the heck knows so it's best to go to platforms where you're safe and you know you're content is not going to be used against you so again check out otwtube.com and we're also on cash app if you want to support us at dollar sign on the wake up radio again find us at on the wake up radio.com this is truth freedom and sophia and i want to thank you all for being with me here tonight this evening what a week um i'm not going to spend too much time talking about the drama that's going on politically and just in general within society because really there's no answers we're, we're not going to get answers that we're looking for and i think this is exactly what these people love to do and when i say these people i'm talking about these the people who are hidden behind the scenes driving things in society right now pushing society towards a very specific direction trying to get us all out of our minds out of our literal um, sanity you know what i'm saying so it's important to start putting things in perspective to understand that we don't live in a world where things are what they seem or things are the way they're portrayed but and we have to know things we have to be up on the news we can't but we can't let it consume us so yeah the situation with a certain person i'm going to refrain from saying names because i am on the tube tonight who is who just committed suicide we know what the deal is i mean there's so much around this that i could not even presume to try and give anyone a clear answer okay but we know that this trick's involved this guy had body doubles clones all of the above so that tells me this it's not worth my time it's not worth my energy i'm worth my time i'm worth my energy you're worth my time you're worth my energy not these stupid things that we know are conspiracies that we know aren't what they're presented to be and yeah is it's it's very fun and we have to to know these things but i i'm just wanting to say this is why i don't want choose to spend my my hour tonight talking about it i know a lot of you love to hear about these things but i honestly really want to talk about the things that are going to pull us out of these situations going to pull us out of these false mindsets and al stop allowing these people to drive us to steer our mind body and soul and control our mind body and soul because that's just what's been happening and you know if we start to just step back and when i say we i mean me too in our everyday life there is no end point right no person is ever going to reach the you know the pinnacle of you know wisdom the pinnacle of just knowing it all we're all supposed to operate on what we know according to ourselves or what, in what we feel and what's going on is when we're born 
we've already been disembodied from our spiritual selves, the spiritual realm, the spiritual aspect of life, just because we're so, you know, down civilization that over time we've been devolved, we've been degraded. We're not the species we're meant to be, and we're not an evolved species. But again, I don't want anyone to believe me. It's just about opening the mind. It's about recognizing that the world we live in is not complete. The things we learn are not grounded truths. And they're not what we're supposed to base our belief system off of. We're not supposed to base our belief systems off things people tell us or the, the things that we never even experienced. And I say this to a lot of people who... And I know I bring this up every show and I feel really bad because I, I really am not, don't mean to pick on born again Christians, but I see a lot of people who have this false idea of what spirituality is, of what connecting to God even means. And it's because it's the way everything's presented. We, it's purposefully done this way so that when things are presented, even things that are supposed to be good for you, things that are supposed to help you grow, things that are supposed to, you know, connect you spiritually and, and connect you morally and give you some sort of uh, path of integrity to follow, right? Even those streams have been hijacked to keep you from actually opening your mind and understand. So when, when we are taught these things, they, they download an idea about what everything is into us. So we're all basing our lives and our wants and desires off of these downloaded cultural and societal worldviews or, or these false ideas of what we think we want. And it's really the reason why they're bit, we're in this point right now, but we're meant to be here. That's what I want to say. It's not stupid humanity. You, we're bad humans. You know, we're, we can't get out of our own. That's how they want us to take it. They want us to take it like this. Humans, we, we don't know any better. We, we only go, you know, off of our base desires um, you know, we need uh, someone smarter, always someone above us to, to, to you know, uh, give us a path or give us a template of how to live because we don't rely on ourselves. They want you to take it that way as if, you know, you're so confused that that someone else needs to um, pave the road for you. And that's just simply not true. We all have our own uh, uh, unique way of viewing life and viewing things. And I know I say this a lot, but it is it does matter that individual part of you is what you're supposed to be bringing to the table. And instead, we're all bringing to the table the parts of us that are not unique, the parts of us that we've all just decided that this makes us all comfortable with each other. So this is the face we're going to show to each other to keep that comfort going. And that's not how we're meant to interact with each other basically not even experiencing life for the most part, because just think about it. There's a whole world out there that exists, right? There's a there's nature that exists. Most people have no idea even about nature. They don't even know about their own planet, right? As a human being, we live here. Most people have no idea even about the planet. And it's because they, they don't teach us the right things when we're young. See, studying things like the chakras, the the energetic fields, the you know the the magnetic field that our consciousness generates, that, that we you know strengthen through, you know doing the right things for our body. When you look into these things and you realize just through something like reflexology, how much, how uh, important and how much control we do have over our bodies, how much the small things do matter. So imagine when you're younger, right? This is why I try to teach my kids really young that, you know, don't, don't think when you get hurt, like, oh, um, I need medicine or, or I need a doctor. Like not saying that they shouldn't go to the doctor. That's probably the worst thing. I, I, I didn't explain that. Right. But I try to teach them that they can make themselves better that that they can you know talk to their bodies i tried to teach them to to just to include the spiritual aspect of life i really do and and what again when you do show you learn about things like reflexology and you learn that if you have gas in your stomach if you pinch if you wiggle your toe a special way and that helps release that gas it's like wow wait a second why am I not being taught these small principles about health when I'm young? Why am I not being taught these tiny little like principles about my mind when I'm young? Why am I not taught little principles that make big differences in your life and expanding your mind and, and expanding on health? 
Why don't they teach us these little things? It's on purpose. And I'm going to read something from this book. It's called Worldwide Evil and Misery. And I'm going to get into the education system because I really have a big problem with the education. They are in full-blown communist mode right now. Full-blown freaking, you know, just uh, takeover mode, brainwashing mode, indoctrination mode. And I hate to break it to you guys, but I saw through this veiled education system when I was a young kid and I knew I just knew it was a lie it was a farce and not that the teachers were doing anything because it's teachers are awesome I love teachers I love nurses it's not the immediate people it's the people who design these systems the people who push this stuff out there the teachers are not in charge of what goes in the schools it's you know committees and um you know, education committees, the Department of Education of each state, X, Y, Z. And right now, money is what's controlling everything. So if you want money, you want those grants from your state. And if you want to, you know, fix up your school, get access to the iPads and all the new technology, you're going to take on whatever program that state is offering you to implement in your school to get that money. Because most people don't believe that they're the education system, which is supposed to be, you know, caring about children that they're going to be actually uh involved in, in some sort of you know thing to harm children or to put something in schools that are going to affect society in a negative way no person just thinks that if they haven't encountered any information to trigger a thought like that so that's what's going on and now all, a lot of teachers a lot of parents are now seeing it being rolled out in front of their eyes and they're like holy crap why is this in the school when did this get put in the school? Da, 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 da. And I and I say to myself, well, you know, a year ago when I was making videos saying, hey, this just passed the Senate, they're going to start implementing this in Massachusetts public schools. People called me like literally like a fear monger. They told me I was trying to get people riled up that that I was just trying to get views on my videos and all this stuff. And I said, no, I just looked things up here and I would show the documents of the $80,000 grants, $80,000 grants, and still it's denials even when you have evidence so this is why i don't like to spend time trying to convince people you know of all of the conspiracies of the world because i just think if they don't see it for themselves they're i'm not going to convince them and i think that's what we're living through right now where everyone wherever the level they're at see if you're if you're on say i'm not going to level it on that but if you're on, a, on like where i'm at say consciousness wise we're going to have different streams of information that are going to reach reach us that are going to hit us in a different way that won't reach someone who's not on that level of consciousness. But they still deserve a chance to see through the veil, to see through the bullshit, to see through the bamboozle. So I think we're living through where all these different people are on different levels consciousness wise. They're going they're getting their opportunity to see it when it hits their level. So we saw it. 15 years in advance because we were already involved in research on this stuff and pondering, you know, the mysteries of the world because we do live in a beautiful world that's full of mystery. And this is why I bring up nature constantly. That's the beginning of starting to realize the mystery of this world and how beautiful it is and how, how mysterious it truly is. And when you start to engage and interact with the mysterious, that's when you start to have a relationship with life in yourself that isn't so restricted, that isn't so legalistic, that isn't so um, fear-based. Because you start to realize that although things are known, right, all those things, some things are known, it isn't the ultimate knowing. And I don't know if I make in my point clear by saying that, but just because we know certain things about life, that doesn't mean that other things aren't meant to be discovered, that the discovering is done. You know, we again, we get born, we get downloaded a worldview, we get downloaded a belief system, we get pushed to the education system where they're just stuffing the mind with chaos, confusion, and, and, and information. They treat your brain like a computer program. They don't approach um, children and students in the mind at all. As a human being, they, they Look at it as something to be programmed. So let me read from this. This is from, again, Worldwide Misery and Evil. 
To begin this brainwashing process in the U.S., three Yale men were sent to the University of Berlin in the 1850s to study German philosopher Gorg Willem Frederick Hegel's philosophy, which they imported back to the United States. Hegelian dialectic was subsequently introduced into American society by the Skull and Bones Order, a secret organization. As mentioned before, Hegelian dialectic became the tool that the Illuminati used to manipulate the minds of average people to accept certain changes that ordinarily they would refuse. The Hegelian dialectic is not only being employed to secure and sustain absolute world power and authority for the Illuminati, it also has thoroughly penetrated the worldwide education system. It totally revised education in the United States and other Western countries. The present education system in the Western world is built on the process formulated by Frederick Heigl. Synthesis, thesis, antithesis. Hegelian dialectic, common ground, consensus, and compromise. Gradualism. Two step forward, one step backward. These are the processes by which they take over a society and brainwash you through the education system. Third, semantic deception. Redefining terms to get agreement with outstanding. You see what we're in the process of? I've, I've mentioned this, the Hegelian dialectic, many times before, but the gradualism, two steps forward, one step back. Of course, that makes sense that that's how they would go, right? Make society think they're progressing by giving them, you know, two steps forward, and then you push it back, and then you, and that's the real, but we really want them to be. Semantic deception, redefining terms to get agreement without understanding. Right now, with equity and equality, right? They say equity to get you to equate equity with equality, but they don't really mean equality. They mean equity, where they want us all to get knocked out of our, out of our place in society, which the place that they claim that we're all in, where they they and we start from the ground level up, where we all have the same starting point and the same end point. See, equity is about the same start and the same finish. It's not about the same equal opportunities for every single person. It's about controlling the masses, controlling the population, and controlling you know society in our bodily movements, just controlling every aspect of our lives. We're in this process right now. They are. Literally, uh, what's it called? Galvanizing all the money into into fewer and fewer hands, right? They're they're taking all the money. They're getting it out of smaller and smaller, um, fewer and fewer hands. They're getting it into fewer and fewer hands, less and less out of public, you know, public-owned things. Uh, I mean, private-owned, you know, small businesses. That's what this whole pandemic was for to crash our economy and give them reasons, problem, reaction, solution, to start making all of these major changes within our society and to get us to agree to it and think it's all in the name of our greater good for our health, for our, you know, for our safety, for, 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 for everyone to get along. Oh, but yet a time where they're supposed to be doing all these things for people to get along and have unity, more and more chaos is ensuing. More and more violence is erupting. More and more psychotic people are out there wreaking havoc on the same people who just want to live their lives, walk down the street with their children without seeing an ass in their face. I mean, I have to deal with things like that. Imagine riding my bicycle with my kid. There's a guy jogging with his butt out, his pants down, just laughing about it. And then the other day, there's a guy with Q-tips hanging out of his nose and ears and his pants are sagging down. He stinks. Oh, and I think to myself, What's going on here? Why is this normal? You know? It's not normal. But what's going on is we're in a degradation right now of society. So we're where where people are thinking that they're able to fit in, that there's a place for them. And I'm not saying there isn't. I'm talking about the people that are not in the mental state, right state of mind that they're the ones out there thinking, oh, now's my time to shine. You know, this is my uniqueness. And that's just not what's going on. I'm sorry, I, I went off track and I'm really sorry. As a good example of Hegelian dialectic was voiced by T.H. Bell when he was U.S. Secretary of Education. Ready? Quote, we need to create a crisis to get consensus in order to bring about change. The Western world education system has been relentlessly exposed to this Hegelian dialectic process under the guise of reaching consensus. Now, in my opinion, any system that needs to manipulate you to get to achieve any goal is 
wrong. It clearly doesn't have your best interest. Anyone that doesn't want you to know the truth about things or needs to operate in this manipulative way is trying to hide something from you. It's it's why we need to start paying attention and start getting clear mind, healthy body, happy spirit. And I'll digress from here because I feel like, uh, uh, you know, I made my point with that. That's we're we're in this situation and we have been. Humanity need is at a point right now where we need we're either going to go two ways, and this is called a bifurcation. It's when when humanity breaks off and you have a have a group of people that are going to move into their their you know their heaven on earth where we are going to be unified and we're going to live an authentic life, unified, true human, uh, unified with spirit tr as a true human where we are living out true unity and then the other half of humanity is going to go down down to that path of degradation and in their base animal desires which is what they're trying to get us down to our an, an animal level they want us to see ourselves as animalistic so that we see ourselves subconsciously as beings that need to be tamed and the people that seek to tame you are soulless they don't seek to tame you for your own betterment. They seek to tame you so they can control you. And why do they need to control you? So they can steer your creativity, so they can steer your passion. Eventually, most people now are even at a point where they don't even have those things. They don't have creativity. They don't have passion. They are living in a as a robotic human, which means they are having blips in, in moments of consciousness, but most of it is is being you know is autocratic it's autocratic thoughts autocratic movement autopilot you know they're just going through the motions and i i really think if we can get back to basics right get back to those basic things that make us human that make us above animal and start looking and, and focusing on those aspects of ourselves it will it will help us and it will it will bring an energy an aura that will start to change this uh, this negative vibration that the whole world is on right now. So that's what it really feels like. It's like a tug and pull right now, a battle between, you know, what are we going to feed? Are we going to feed the negative? Are we going to feed the false? Are we going to feed the inauthentic? Or are we going to feed the positive, feed the good, feed the authentic, feed the spirit? That's kind of what 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 they're making us choose between right now. And it's going to be a slow drip of pressure on society where you're going to, over time, the little aspects of humanity and spirit you still have left in you, you're going to have to be choose between safety, government, easy road, or freedom. Living as a true human, living an authentic life. We need to make that choice now before it's too late, before it gets even more difficult, more difficult, more difficult. Nature is our true teacher because nature doesn't teach you about laws and laws to follow. Like we have laws of literal laws we follow in society. We have laws of physics, laws of nature, laws of this, laws of that. It's not about living according to laws. Laws limit. And I don't mean societal laws. We do need those. But laws on your mind limit and when you interact with nature right when you live consciously in true observation and true experience you learn about principles you learn that life when you when you live in this black and white mindset of right wrong right um this law that law you limit yourself when you look according to principles you make your, yourself mutable you allow yourself to apply wisdom in situations you allow yourself to apply critical thinking in situations and that's what this is a battle against right now for them they need our they need to get the critical thinking has to be gone they have to the people in society that are, that promote things like critical thinking creativity passion you know uh, health true health Health is not going to a doctor and taking a pill for a symptom. Health is putting the right things in your body, living a balanced life, eating balanced, not being perfect, not being, you know, sinless. That's not I'm talking about being balanced, learning how to weigh things and understanding what actually is better for you. See, the reason why I say clear mind, healthy body, happy spirit, 
is because you can't make good decisions in your life for yourself or the people around you if your your mind's not clear. And most of us are not walking around here with clear minds. Our minds are purposefully convoluted. Our brains are overstimulated constantly. There is always noise going on. There's always stimulation going on to the point where we are addicted to stimulation. If we don't have stimulation, people feel like they're going crazy sometimes. They don't know what to do with themselves. They, they, have, they need stimulation to a point where sitting down and reading a book isn't stimulating for them. They need that program that's what it is it's a program that needs constant information feeding that program and it, we have to break the program that is my life goal and that is what i i am fixated on helping people do is breaking this program that's got everyone's minds locked into this 3d matrix and we're yeah we're meant to live in this 3d matrix while we're inhabiting these bodies but we're meant to bring in the spiritual into the physical and make this world metaphysical create things experience express and when we take care of our minds right you'll have a clearer mind you'll be able to know what's right for your body You'll be able to make those decisions in those moments. You'll have the, 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 the stamina. You'll have the, the strength to make those right decisions, to put those things on the balance and skills and say, okay, I'm good with my decision because I've weighed the options and this is what makes more sense for me right now in my life, or this is what's better for me right now in my life. And if you don't make, if you do something and you make the decision that is worse for you, at least you say, I weighed out the options and I know I'm making a decision right now to do this, which isn't the best for me, but I'm okay with it. I accept it and I forgive myself. See, they want you to be stuck in the state of mind where you're doing this, where you're examining the past because you're afraid for the future to make mistakes in the future. So you're bouncing back and forth between examining the past, afraid of the future. So it's all fear-based, which means it's going to be all reactionary, which means you're probably going to keep making those mistakes you don't want to make because you're focusing on not making them versus examining what it, what caused you to originally make that. What was your original intent? Where did the interference come in that, that made this app happen or whatever it is that you're examining? And then you apply the that to the future. See, it's about taking lessons from the past to apply in the present for a better future. Not always of working for a better future. No, your better future starts today. It starts now. Your clear mind starts today, starts now. Your healthy body starts today, starts now. And then guess what? Your spirit will be happy and you'll be very happy to inhabit this body. Right now, our, most of our spirits are disembodied from our, they're not even in inside of our bodies because we have allowed ourselves to be emptied out and then filled with false spiritual fakes, false spiritual pleasures or false spiritual senses or false spiritual interactions. So we think certain times like that we're, you know, we're, we're, we've had spiritual, you know, moments. Yes, those are real. But to be living as an actively, you know, spirit metaphysical being, it takes everyday accountability. It takes living and operating consciously, consciously. We're not a conscious people right now we're in a process of becoming conscious where we're starting to examine things about ourselves about our lives about reality about nature about you know our government and you know and how much power we really have that's what what, what it means to become conscious and then to have the realization that you do have control that you do have the power and that power lies in the choices you make and what is influencing the choices you make the ideas in your mind about things is what's influencing the choices you make and who's controlling how you feel about things and what ideas and ideals you have in your mind who's controlling those that's the root right there of a clear mind is controlling is being in control of your of, of your own influence of what is actually going to influence you of saying of picking and choosing you see i had to get to a point in my life where i had to say to myself you know although i enjoy that and, and certain things i have to let them go because they are energetically not aligned with 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 where i truly am and they're just not going to add anything good to me so why should why do i need for to what to, to for five minutes of pleasure or whatever whatever it's not worth it this is how you build strength. I know people have no self-control to the point where they'll even, they'll say something to you so many times. I'll actually give you a live example. 
family member of mine who I've been helping plant and garden because they're they're too big, too fat and unhealthy to do anything for themselves their whole life. Whenever they need something, they never said, hmm, how can I do this? They always either manipulated somebody or just cried until somebody felt bad enough to help them. That's the type of person I was dealing with. But I've always said to myself, this person has been traumatized. They've lived a hard life and you know they have a good heart. But how much can we take? How often can we make excuses? And how often do we apply our own attributes onto other people just so we can feel better about doing things for people who don't deserve it? We have to ask ourselves these questions. So anyways, so I planted exactly what they wanted the way they wanted. They call me a week later. Can you come plant some more things for me? Uh, I actually changed my mind and I wanted a different color bush. So I had the guy next door uproot the beautiful rose bush that you planted for six hours. And I tortured you those six hours about where I want to do this or that because lady's crazy. Okay. And then, so that's how much you didn't value my 10 hours at your house digging in the dirt that you just easily said, oh, I just want new plant. I actually want different flowers. So I'm going to give them to the neighbor because I, because you, because you have that physical ability, right? To just plant things. No, you didn't. But anyways. I swallowed that pill, went to help, plant all the new bushes. And the whole time, she didn't even give me peace of mind to dig the hole and plant the bush. She kept saying, make sure the hole's deep enough so that the thing's flat. Make sure it's deep enough so it's flat. I don't think it's going to be flat enough. I don't think it's going to be flat enough. I was getting every two seconds. It was, she didn't have enough self. She was so afraid that I wouldn't do it flat enough that she couldn't even give me peace of mind to wait till the end to make sure I made it flat enough to say I didn't do it flat enough. She couldn't even have that much self-control to calm her own brain down to say, I'm acting crazy. Let me just give her a chance to do it. She said, she'll make sure it's flat enough. Let me trust her and let her and make sure it's flat. She couldn't because that's how weak this person is mentally. They mentally are that weak that they can't even tell themselves not to, to, to drive someone who's doing a good deed for them nuts. This is what I'm talking about. Now, that is like the like really bad lack of self-control. But we're all living on that to some degree where we're not in control of things. And we're allowing things into our minds, into our bodies, into our souls that aren't good for us, that aren't adding anything to us. See, we have to start looking at life as this. There is another world when we die that we go to. And I, I'll tell you this, if re reincarnation is true, so we have to approach things with information when we hear it as if it could be true. And then you can apply the principles in your life to if that could be true. That's how we don't get caught up in religious and arguments. Oh, I'm right, you're wrong. Or science is right and religion is wrong. This is what, what they want us to be like. So ridiculous so compartmentalized that we can never see a clear picture of things. And when we start to incorporate the spiritual realm, the spiritual aspect of our lives, and we start to ponder things like, what happens after I die? What do what, 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 what I do here on earth, does it matter? You know, does it apply to anything afterwards to me spiritually? Or does it all just, you know, you know, not matter. I'm going to say if reincarnation is true and we keep coming back here until we learn certain spiritual lessons or certain spiritual principles and apply them to our lives. It's not just about learning these lessons and principles. It's about applying them to your life and to your journey. I'm going to tell you this. I don't want to come back here. So I'm going to do what I can now to say if, if there is a great beyond and, and if that great beyond takes me to the Pleroma, takes me back to earth, takes me to another earth, a new earth, another dimension, I wanna do everything in my power to make sure I seal the deal for that next life to be better than this one, to be a level up, not a level down or, or, or a redo the same level, redo that level, redo the level, redo the level, redo the level. We do it anyways, if, if you think about it, just in general living here on a daily basis, a lot of people are, living in an insane cycle where every day is the same, everything's the same, every approach to everything's the same, but they want different results and they can't see why their approach to everything is not producing the different results because they're not changing their mindset, their perspective and their approach. See, we all have to shift our mindset. We have to ship, shift out of, you know, I'm in the world and, and things are, are happening to me. See, this is how this big inversion goes. This, this is how they take, you know, the genuine, beautiful, uh, spiritual principles and pervert them and use them against us. We really are all one, right? I said this on the show on Wednesday night with us. I always have this vision when I picture, you know, certain of, certain of us who are here on, on certain missions from spirit you know, under, direct from spirit. I see us all 
as we were standing around a, a fire and we're all holding a piece of that fire, you know, over, over our hearts, you know, cause we are all one. We're all different pieces of the one, but what they want you to think is we're all one. So I should value another over myself, but that's not the point. It's about seeing others as yourself, equal as yourself, not, Oh, put others before my own or my own before others it's not about that again this whole you know one way or the other extreme extreme one version half empty half full you know it's you have to understand that the glass is half empty if you've drank it down and it's half full if you filled it up simple answer really i hate that analogy is the glass half empty or is it half full people think they trick you with that one. and i mean i remember at six years old saying well if you've Filling it up and it's going up and you stop halfway, it's half full. If you start with a full cup and you take some sips and it's halfway, it's half empty. Simple. But you got to learn how to adjust your mindset and thinking and stop allowing them to trap your mind, to put these labyrinth things, you know, these blocks in your mind so that you're not able to flow freely and have a clear mind. They want us to again, either be in, in a self selfish state or a selfless state. And it's not about, it's about being balanced. It's about knowing when to put yourself first and when to put others first. When putting yourself first is selfish and when putting your someone else first is selfless. That's what it's about. It's not about it's one way or the other. It looks this way or that way. You get it? They want us in this black and white. This is what the whole checkerboard symbolism is about. This whole, the whole black and white checkerboard symbolism it's about that 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 mind you know the black and white mind thinking and i don't mean you know skin color it's just meaning good bad good evil evil only exists through us and that is honestly a true thing so when evil acts happen through human beings it's because we've allowed it it's because that somewhere in our field in our aura in our spiritual uh lives we've opened a door to that and we can close it. It's just about knowledge. It's about applying knowledge to your daily life. It's about focusing on the smaller things, right? Stop looking for things to be fixed. Stop looking, stop, stop, stop running away from discomfort. Stop looking, stop, stop saying like when you don't feel some, a way you want to feel, don't tell yourself, I don't want to feel like this. So I'm going to do what I can to not to, 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 to not feel this way, you should want to know why you feel the way you feel at all times, because this is how you understand yourself. And this is how you don't relive things. You don't relive bad episodes. Or you don't relive the same traumas, self-inflicted self or, you know, in, or outer-induced. This is how, by examining things, by looking at the smaller things in life, because it's a bunch of small things, honestly, that add up in in result in what like you the way things are expressed, right? You see the result of something, but sometimes you don't see all the little steps. Same thing with your body, same thing with your mind, same thing with your spirit. Just like a house. And I love this analogy that Jesus always gave about the body is, is the temple, it's the house, right? Think about that. That what that really means. If you look at it, think of a temple. A temple is sacred, right? A temple needs to always be clean, needs to be pure, needs to have pure people going in it. That's why they have, you know, certain rules, certain things that need to be done. And I don't mean this in a religious mindset. I'm thinking, I'm just saying, think about what a temple represents, the idea of a temple. Well, if you think of your body as a temple to house the spirit, you'll start really looking at the things you do very differently, the things you interact with very differently, the things you put into your mind and your body very differently. I'm not saying maybe you might, may not. I don't know. For me, that's how it happened. I should say for me, that's how things happen. When I was a kid, I had a bad attitude. I had an attitude with every person you can imagine. I mean, I, I was attitude, 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 and I thought they deserved it. They did. A lot of people did deserve it, honestly. I didn't share a lot about myself and I still don't because if I actually explain the truth to people about half of the things I know and half of the things they ask me, if I really ever give people the truth, and this is what I'm working on, right? I'm going to be honest. Uh, this is what I'm starting to work on myself, being fully authentic because even I'm not fully authentic. I hide a lot of aspects of myself because I am very 
weird because I do know I'm always misunderstood because I see the world differently. I live way more in the spirit than I do in the physical. And I don't mean that mean not in my body. I'm very conscious, but I mean the things that I focus on that are important to me that I value are very spiritual. The things that, uh, that the principles I apply in my life are very spiritual. So I'm very spiritually focused, but in my expression and interactions with people, believe it or not, yes, on here, because I know I'm going to vibe with people who want, who are talking about these things. But if I'm talking to someone, for instance, Today, my in-law, there's no negative situation. It just was, I didn't felt like I could express truly how I felt because there is that whole other spiritual aspect to it, that whole metaphysical aspect to it. And because I just didn't think they would, you know, that they'll just like, oh, that's just a weirdo, you know, I left that out. And I leave things, that aspect out a lot of, of topics or just explanations because I know most people won't believe me, even if you are like, into that stuff if i when i tell people like oh if i hold a book i know everything in that book they're not going to believe me right if i tell people that that i that i can literally buy a book without reading it and then read it and, and i already knew what it was in it because people don't their minds don't think on that level right their minds aren't they don't think that fantastical to them magic has been downloaded in their brains of what it is it's something you go to disneyland for it's things that that's a fantasy world but what fantasy world is what imagination is it is your link to the magical realm to so the spiritual realm but again when you're young they hijack that stream of thinking they hijack your view your idea of magic by showing you all of these false fake things, these cartoons, and then your parents say, you know, oh, that's not real, that's all fake, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the kid believe, oh, so this magic isn't real. So like, oh, and then Santa Claus. Uh, this is why I don't really kind of like this whole lying to kids about Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy. Why? What lesson is that? What, pr what principle is that teaching them? See, if we start thinking on a principle mindset, we'll start applying it to certain things saying, that's actually not healthy for because when you say, tell, when you get them built up to believe in this magical creature or being that comes and does all these things, and then that day rolls around where you're like, yeah, hey, that's a lie. We just do that to make them magical for the children. Then the child, whether they express or not, is going to say, why do I need it? Why does it need to be a made up thing to be magical? Has, see, see they, they make you think that magic has to be made up. And again, that's, I'm saying magic in a very downgraded sense. I don't mean like, you know, witches and wands and all that. I mean, what true magic is, is just our ability to apply the spiritual information that we have access to, to this realm, to heal ourselves, to create things, to, to manifest things, etc., etc. That's what true magic is. But again, it's uh, all they have to do is hijack the idea stream, how your mind, what your mind Oh, the, the way your the perception and the thoughts your mind has about things already just like again with belief right there's two people the person that believes in jesus and loves jesus because someone told them to because they told him jesus died for your sins man <laughs> that's that, that's the ultimate love you better love him and then you know yeah naturally you hear that yeah okay but never has a, a, a real experience so they're they're you know, uh, connected to a very uh, 3D version, man-made, constructed version. But then if you're a person who actually has had experiences and, and you, you know, you've, you've interacted with the spiritual realm, you've heard the voices, you've, you've got the downloads, you've felt the, you know, the thing that comes over you and just fills you with all of the things you need, right? That's a different experience than belief. That is believing through experience. And that's what we're meant to do. We're meant to experience life and learn about life and create our own ideas and views and beliefs about life and share them with each other and then say, oh, wow, that's a cool belief and build off each other and not say, I agree with you or I don't agree with you. It's really supposed to be a harmonious information sharing where the things that the 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 way I perceive things isn't the same as the way you perceive things, but it helps each other to combine. You know, I might invent a wheel, but then you might invent a car because of the wheel. 
right? But that doesn't make the wheel any less important than the car or the car. Like, you know, get what I'm saying? I might not be like making a right anal good analogy right now, but what I'm saying is they make us have this mindset as if whoever doesn't mirror me, I shouldn't be near. But that's not how it is. It's not how it's meant to be. This is why we have disunity. And I do have a theory that, you know, we we're that maybe at one point we were one root race. And maybe at some point they started separating all of our genetics and compartmentalizing our genetics to create certain um, races and ethnicities. And this is why, you know, they need us to, to kind of, be separate, like nationals and countries and ethnicities. And I, I'm not saying that it's not important. I actually love being Italian. I love the Italian culture. You know, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate all cultures. I actually love all cultures. Every time I've ever interacted with a new culture, I fell in love with it. But, oh, I belong with them. I belong with them, you know. So I'm just one of those people. <laughs> but I I appreciate all cultures. But because I, I do believe at, at, and at our core, we are unified. We are meant to be unified. And, they, and they're doing these things spiritually, physically, genetically to keep us separated, to keep us compartmentalized, to keep us disunified. And it sucks to sit when if you're a person that has never uh, thought like that, to see it being so exploited, to see it being so pushed and in, in, in just... Uh, to want a society to think in that way is evil. It's sick. So to want children to think in that way is sick and evil. I say it all the time when I do my vit lives. When you go to the playground, you can sit back and watch children. They're not. It's not the white kids go off and find the other white kids. Oh, and the Spanish kids will go. They all just play. They all just play. They just play and they have fun. And whoever's doing chalk, oh, whoever likes chalk does the chalk. Whoever likes bubbles wants bubbles. Whoever wants to go play on the side, on the side. And there's no compartmentalization on the playground. So there's, there's no, that's not an organic trait for humans to just want to tribalize. You know, you look like me, let's do it. That's a learned behavior. That's a learned trait. That is not an authentic, inherent trait. And that proves it right there. I've, I've been to playgrounds since I was a kid myself. And now I've seen other children, watch other children playing on playgrounds for six years now. I've seen it firsthand. No, I've never once witnessed children just go off with other children who look like that, ever. That proves something. I think it proves something. So I think, again, we have to start monitoring ourselves, monitoring our behaviors, monitoring our thoughts, and monitoring the information we put in our minds. I'm just like, I'm just as guilty as anybody else with junk television. I'll watch Real Housewives. I'll sit and binge with on stupid Real Housewives and be like, oh, these people are weird, but I'm watching it. Oh, I don't know why. Like, and then you get intrigued with all this weird drama, you know? And then you got to just say, like, it's not feeding me. It's serving zero purpose. So I'm shutting it off. I'm just making a little example about my own self, like in little ways. And you know what I've been, I do now. See, I've been used to tell myself, I'm not kidding. I don't have time to really read anymore. I have kids, but if I have time to sit for 20 minutes or 30 minutes to watch junk television, then I have time. I'm just going to have to choose. See, this is what I mean about balance and choosing and putting everything on the scales, right? Oh, well, I'm in a, I, I, I'm having a dilemma where I want to have five more time to read, but I'm not finding that time to read. Okay, well, what am I finding time to do that I don't really need to do? I'm finding time to watch Real Housewives. Okay, well, that's the thing I'm going to eliminate. And instead, I'll read when I have that urge to watch trash television. You see, you su supplant the negative with the positive, and then you apply it, and then it becomes part of a better habit. And you've now you've overrided, and it's become natural. Your brain, see, your brain is going to always want to do its natural patterning, right? So if your natural patterning is to go to this one thing, your brain will naturally want to do that, but you just need to one time, two times interfere with that and you will create a new pattern, a better pattern, a more positive pattern that's healthier for you. Same thing with our bodies, right? It's not just about food you're eating. When I say clear mind, healthy body, my own mom, she always says, why is my body, <laughs> my body, oh, she always has stomach issues, she always has skin issues, she's always got, you know, inflammation issues, 
blowing up issues. And I tell her, she goes, I'm eating healthy. I take my probiotics. I do this. And I say to her, you don't sleep. You don't treat your body right. She goes, she goes on two hours of sleep. She works a full-time job. She babysits five days a week for two different people. She doesn't put boundaries up when she needs rest. She doesn't do it. So that is also part of doing what's right for your body. It's knowing when your body needs something. If like for me, I struggle with really bad. I have two bulging discs, pinched nerves. I barely have flare-ups because when I start to feel that I'm getting like tense, I start, I become more conscious. I start paying attention to my breathing, paying attention to my shoulders. If they're up here or down here, paying attention to my jaw. And then doing the things I need to do to relax that again and not get in that aggressive pattern of, you know, clenching my jaw and just moving around, you know, doing one thing to the next. It actually, when your body is hurting or give uh, or, or giving you some sort of sign, it's in discomfort. It's actually begging you it's called, to give attention to it, to treat it better, to, to make up in some way for what it's feeling. This is what I mean. They don't teach us these things about the senses, about paying attention, about learning to have a relationship with your own body, to learn the language of the body, the language of the mind, the language of the soul. We live in a mysterious world We where literally the, the, there's the language we speak isn't just the only language. The, there's a whole world out there of symbols and, and just uh, the ancient people we're well aware of this system, right? This natural system, this natural, this this uh, this relationship with nature, right? They knew things about nature because they studied nature. They knew things about vibration because I don't even know because they were way more evolved actually than than we are. They were metaphysical. They were fully spiritual, so they weren't disembodied yet, and they knew how to apply spiritual principles here in the physical. And that's why you have the Great Pyramids that, that were more than likely a power plant. That's why you have underwater cities that, that are, you know, magnificent that we could never recreate today. So how could people from 100,000 years ago have created these things, these technologies that we don't even have today, right? How is that possible? Could it be that they were living, you know, in a totally different mindset a totally different way of life the way they viewed life they had a different relationship with life with nature with each other and that went awry because you know things people use things for the wrong reasons or people use abuse things we don't we're not meant to abuse this body we come in and we abuse the body right we have a goal we have things we want and we use the body to get those things to, to experience those things to feel those things and sometimes it's not what the body wants or needs so we have to again just get on this 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 thinking process of learning how to address your own needs learning how to know when you need something mentally physically emotionally spiritually Start understanding that you have emotions, you have a soul, you have a spirit, you have a body, and all of these things working together create the true path, the true path of happiness, the right timeline. Or the the, the timeline is all, you know, it's all off and it's there, there. This is a timeline hijacking where we're moving from one timeline to the other, the synthetic timeline, the organic timeline, the synthetic timeline, the organic timeline. It's literally a, uh, a back and forth. And then that's why we have to choose because we're putting that power in other people's hands. And instead of saying, well, I want the organic timeline. So I'm going to align my, my mind, body and soul to, to, to the organic, to not with the synthetic. That's also an, another thing you have to think about. It's not about, oh, they're, we're going to go on the organic timeline or they're putting us on the synthetic. It's about saying, I want to align with the organic and that whatever you will make yourself align with is what you will bring in. See, we, that we're tuning forks. We, that's how powerful we are. That's why they use us. That's why they harness our creativity, our passion, our life was to create their synthetic world, their synthetic timeline. It's because we have that ability. We are tuning forks. We can choose at any time to shift the vibration, to shift the frequency, to change the timeline. But they've stolen that ability for us to be aware of that, or, or they've, they've, they've edited that out of our memory so deeply 
that we're, we're here, we were born, we're all lost. We're like the blind leading the blind. We don't know anything about reality. We don't interact with reality. We don't engage with reality, which leads me to a video I forgot I pulled up to share. I know, I know you're going to love this soon because it's Jordan Maxwell. Jordan Maxwell has been on the cutting edge of new thought for over half a century. This is Secret Life of Symbols. We think that we are getting better each day and we uh, have come from a more primitive society but we are getting better every day and becoming more superior in knowledge and technology when actually in point of fact, we are digressing. We are moving away from what we were thousands and thousands of years ago. And I am of the opinion that our history has been vastly changed and so that we don't really know the history of mankind on this earth we are finding that there are temples on the ocean floor pyramids machu picchu uh, chichen itza incredible structures of temples and knowledge which is displayed about the universe about astrology and the astronomical truths about the universe the ancient truly prehistoric and ancient people they knew all about it we're trying to catch up today to what they knew tens of thousands of years ago. We are finding everything that we think we know. It's already been here tens of thousands of years ago. There was a higher life forms on this earth than we are. I have a vision of from the ancient world were not what we would refer to as humans. I think that they looked like us maybe, or in some ways like us. They were far superior. Uh, the people, whoever they were, that built the Great Pyramid of, of Egypt had an extraordinarily brilliant understanding of the Earth, of our solar system, of the galaxy we were in, and all of the esoteric and profoundly important knowledge about light and the spirit of man and where we've come from and where we're going. And so it all implies that there was a far higher civilization all around the world. And the best science we have today are admitting that we're just trying to catch up with what the ancient peoples I already knew. See, the ancients, they knew about what we're just now calling the quantum world and how you know this this unseen world that we're entangled with that we interact with called the spiritual the spirit realm that is the quantum realm the spirit realm and it's entangled with the physical realm and they're controlling the physical expression of earth by controlling our expression by controlling how we live what we put in our minds the way we treat our bodies the way we view our bodies so that we don't have a spiritual connection that's why it's so important to have a clear mind a healthy body to have a happy spirit an open heart so all of those things can be in harmony so you can start bringing we can all start bringing humanity back up to that higher level, that higher time, back to true human. Not this devolved, animalistic, you know, uh, driven by base desires. That's what they've constructed. That's the synthetic. That's how they want us to be. Because that's what they are. Who are they? I don't know. None of us do. We'll never know until we know. And until we know, we don't know. And we should start focusing on what we do know. Stop focusing so much on the messengers and start listening to the actual message. Hearing the actual essence of what is actually being said. What do you think Jesus meant when he says, those who have eyes, let them see. Ears, let them hear. 
Knock and the door shall open. You just have to actually knock. No weird and knock. And then the door will open. It is that easy. But they have us all so uh, just downloaded with the ideas of what everything looks like. Even when I say something like be more spiritual, most people already have an idea of what they think that looks like. And it's not what it's meant to look like. You're supposed to create your own. So I just want to end with that. And I hope you all have a great night. And thank you for hanging with me on this Saturday evening. Thank you for watching Truth, Freedom, and Sophia on On the Wake Up Radio. Another shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby. Thank you so much for putting this all together, for giving us these platforms to, you know, speak on, to express ourselves on, to share our truth on. It's a gift from God, your gift from God. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I'll see you all next week. And don't forget Wednesdays, Zest and Sophia, we're back eight, uh, 9 to 11, Wednesday nights. Be there. See you guys later. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashby. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.